Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and a special big shout out to my national, international, and my local fans and listeners. We're coming live from California. I want to, first of all, thank all of you for your support and for tuning in or downloading the Transformation for Success show each week. And for those of you who might be new listeners, these shows are rebroadcast on the Empowerment and Business channels on Fridays at noon. And Transformation for Success is a live radio broadcast, and it's immediately downloaded in podcast format for iTunes, Roku, Stitcher. And so please share with your friends and colleagues this information. And for those of you out there also, I want you to know, I have a television online network, Transformation Success TV, and you can access it online via Voice America tv.com we've got new shows coming up and we have one that's in spanish and english and we'd love to have your comments and feedback for the month of july we're calling this our trailblazers month and showcasing guests who are trailblazers in their fields of expertise so today in the studio i have one such person who is a global credibility expert mentor thought leader TEDx speaker and best-selling author of over 60 books. He's an accomplished entrepreneur who's created 20 businesses in the Silicon Valley, including four, not one, but four publishing companies. He's provided consulting to over 100 companies. I am certain his insights on how to go from expert to thought leader will surely help you take your business to the next level. Now, are you ready? So I want you to be certain to have your friends download this show if they cannot hear it live. And I want you to get your pads and pens ready to take notes if you're not driving. So, but let me welcome to the studio today, global credibility expert, none other than Mr. Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell. (laughs) How about that for an intro? Love love the intro. I'm I'm still trying to visualize people using uh, taking notes while they're driving, but uh, I told them if you're driving, don't take notes. (laughs) If you're driving, no, no, no. But anyway, uh, Mitchell, I'm so happy to have you on the show, and I know a lot because I did a lot of research on you. I was so excited uh, about all the things that you have done and how you cut your teeth as an e-commerce specialist with Sun Microsystems some years ago that led you into the spotlight. Uh, and becoming an authority in e-commerce, and you have been chairman or president of numerous com- uh, companies and boards and organizations. You've actually done so much and received so many accolades. You've taught at uh, many universities. You created four executive uh, executive education programs for two of those universities. So I'm just delighted to have a person of your caliber today to share with my listeners your words of wisdom, your transformational journey, and how you became known as the AHA guy. So listeners, you can call in <laughs> with questions at one 346 9141 So Mitchell, I want you to start by sharing with some of my success-minded individuals some details about your early journey. 
You know, it's so, thank you for doing, thanks for doing the research. Uh, it, it's always amazing when you, when you get on the show, uh, on any show, some people don't spend the time to learn who they're talking to, but we, we live in a world that yes. you can get access to any information you want on anybody. And so to be able to spend, even if you spend just a couple minutes, and so if you want to be successful with anything you do before you talk to somebody, uh, Google their name, see what comes up, see how they present themselves, see who they are, and, and it'll open up some stories, open up some opportunities. I think for those that are listening, uh, based on our conversation, uh, even before the show, the, the thing that might be interesting is, is I've had many different, I call it morphs, many different morphs in life. Uh-huh. And I was a corporate person. Uh, living in living in Silicon Valley, been here for 33 years, and it. What happened is I just didn't like working for other people. I just didn't. It was I didn't feel like I was able to set the agenda the way I wanted to. I wasn't in control of, of my life or style. I I always wanted to to be the Renaissance person who had his hand in too many pies with too many things going on and. And management always says, hey, Mitchell, you got to drop a couple of these things and focus on this only. And I, I never really liked that. And so during the dot-com days, I ended up leaving my, uh, my job at Sun Microsystems. At the time, I was managing the e-commerce component of Sun Supply Chain. So this is 1997. And this is uh, the first dot-com boom that happened. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was in Silicon Valley, it was just so crazy. You just, you say the word e-commerce out loud and, and, uh, and you'd be able to make money. And, and it was, for, for an entrepreneur, it was just dreamlike. Uh, anything, any idea you came up with just sort of immediately worked. And, and so that's when I cut my teeth and just kept doing all these new businesses and I throw stuff out, out there and some would work and some didn't. Sometimes what worked was just had audience feedback, audience support, and just word of mouth. Sometimes some of the best ideas didn't work, and mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with the idea. It just it just didn't pick up, or it didn't have the right backing, or it didn't have the right credibility. And and I think if I'm thinking about my background and I'm thinking about where it's relevant, is I was in a world in a bubble that was doing well. Uh, I was mm-hmm. at the time I was doing five thousand dollar a day consulting, seventy five hundred dollar keynotes. And if you remember two thousand one, the dot yes. the dot bust. This is the time when all of a sudden everyone said, and the stock market crashed. Everyone said, "Hey, we don't like e-commerce anymore." And and they they were thinking Amazon was going to go bankrupt. All these tons of e-commerce companies went bankrupt. And what happened is the amount of money I was paid for the e-commerce work I was doing literally overnight went to zero. And, and it was a very interesting time for me. And and two things came out of it. Two really important points. Uh, one is I realized that it, it wasn't me. Right, there was nothing that I did that would cause the marketplace to swap overnight, and so not taking it personally was a really important thing. And then the second thing, which was fascinating, is at the time I was running with a couple other friends a group called CEO Networking, and for me it was making about forty thousand a year. It was so small compared to everything else. I was just about ready to to boot it out. 
And then when the e-commerce uh, stuff, speaking and consulting went to zero, 40000 a year looked really good. Yes. And so another life lesson was simply always, if you can, uh, figure out how you can go through life with multiple revenue streams. Because you just never know when the market is going to shift, life is going to change, things are going to transform, and you're you're stuck, you know, up the right. river without the paddle. So always have a couple of different paddles and a couple of different motors and a couple of different windshields and whatever metaphors you want to use. Make sure that you have multiple things going on. And, but Mitchell, and so what was – yeah, sorry – Go ahead. No, I, I want to, you know, you're, you're going on, which is great, but I want to get back to something uh, that I know about you, um, and I wanted to make the listeners, you know, have the listeners know that. First of all, when I researched your background, you received your, your BS in operational research from UM, the University of Miami, and you said you learned something very important at that time, and I'm not sure you remember I don't I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't remember it but there was something that happened that you you learned at that time that was very important and you have shared that on many occasions what you learned from that experience at the University of Miami and then you you later went on to get your MBA from the College of William and Mary and you earned a full scholarship and the reason why I'm saying this and you graduated six months ahead of schedule the reason why I'm saying this, Mitchell, and is you really did not, do your research. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and and the thing about it is because I want people to think Mitchell Levy just didn't arrive. I mean, and all of a sudden you're in the Silicon Valley and you're doing all these things and you're making money. Uh, you're in CEO networking, but the fact of it is that you had a background that was clearly established, which obviously you have had and you've had extraordinary experiences. And so that's why I wanted to go back so audience would know. You just, just appear <laughs> out of a rock. Uh, done your yeah, well, I, I think, I, I, so I don't know if this is, uh, you can remind me specifically of what I learned and I could go off on that or I could tell you what was interesting to me now. So uh, I'll, I'll let you decide. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at, the, at the University of Miami, so at the time it was known as a party school. And the point is, even if you're out of party school, they still had great teachers, great people, great faculty, and I made it what I wanted to. So I ended up getting, on uh, my first semester, I ended up getting uh, two Bs and, and the rest A's. Second semester, I got one B and the rest A's. And for the rest of my time at UM, I got all A's. And it was simply because there was a model. And I figured out how people taught, and I figured out how to how to break the code and, and, and in essence, how to be successful as a student. And, and so it gave me time for extracurricular stuff. I think I did the ultimate Frisbee, our student government. And so I, I was just so actively involved. That's why the uh, College of William and Mary asked, offered me a full, a full fellowship to, to come over to their, well, their university. I, I just, I just want to applaud you because I know that what you learned was so important and you coined it. And I'm going to say it because I think you use this and we do, and I have with many people, it's self-motivation. Self-motivation. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
you coined that term there. I learned self-motivation from those experiences, and thank you for sharing that. I just want people to know that, Mitchell, you had a side of you that, you know, is very interesting, but you learned something to later help you get a full scholarship and graduate six months ahead of time. So obviously, you have an extraordinary ability, and you developed a thirst for learning. So that's what I want you to share today. You have a keen sense of marketing and a visionary approach on how you marry that practices with the with these new technologies. You've done so much. You really have. <laughs> so it's incredible. So what happened that you went from you. an expert to thought leader? So develop that for me. You know, it's an interesting. So. Do you want me to talk about me? Do you want to talk me to talk generically about what other people should be thinking about? I do. What other people should be Which thinking one? about? Which one? Based on your experience. Other people think about. So, yeah. So, because what happened with me, or what, let me tell you what's happening with the world. We are in the most massive transformation that humankind has ever gone through. We, the way life is structured today, the way the academic institutions teach, the way most companies are set up, it's all as a result of the industrial age. That thing that had its heyday in 1920, we still have processes and companies that, that the, an annual review process is such an archaic notion in today's world. I mean, there's just, you know, I could rattle off hundreds of things that are a problem. And so what happens is also the notion of, expert and thought leader and all that stuff. So let's talk about what's relevant today. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm going to step back, one of the things I say for people who are looking for their next adventure, whatever that is, the old concept is you go to a company, they list all these jobs, you apply for the job, you, you interview for the job, there's hundreds of people applying, you get lucky, you get picked, and then you hope that the company will be around and you're set for life. And, you know, that world doesn't exist anymore. And, and a better way to think about it is you're not applying for a job. You're applying to share who you are with the world. And those I like people that. who are meant to meet with you, those people find you, right? And, and so the, the mm-hmm. way the world is today is we all have expertise in a particular area. And, and what I call an expert, you know, the definition in the dictionary is simply somebody who has a specialized skill in a particular area. But to me... Somebody who's an expert is somebody who has a skill in a particular area and they get paid to do that for somebody else. And if they get paid more than once, then they're an expert with credibility because they're getting word of mouth marketing and people are talking about them. And what's important today is not to be necessarily the concept, the old concept of a thought leader was something that the publishing company and the recording studios put out there. And that mm-hmm. is they wanted to have one person who was the the, the person they were going to invest in or that one band in a particular genre and they were going to invest in that band and people were going to, you know, go to their concerts and buy their albums. If you remember those, that word. And uh, nowadays we all have access to this beautiful technology. The internet has given anyone who wants a microphone and a camera, the opportunity to use it. And your job is to be able to take that expertise that you have and share it in such a way that the audience who can resonate with you gets interested enough and want to pay you for that expertise. And whether or not that's a job working for somebody else or whether or not that's your own entrepreneurial business, you don't have to be the expert that's recognized around the world, i.e. the thought leader. You just have to be the thought leader, the expert 
what I, I kind of use the word thought leader and recognize expert synonymously. You need to be mm-hmm. recognized for your expert in the space, in the place that you play. And I'll, I'll leave you with one really important point to think about. Mm-hmm. When somebody says, hi, who are you? What do you do? Well, that, those, those are like two different questions. They're such hugely different questions. But when they say, what do you do? Don't tell somebody I'm a global project manager focused on publishing books because that doesn't say anything. When, when somebody says, what do you do? Your job is to explain in five seconds or less, I call it the CPOP, your customer's point of pain, right? So what is the problem? What is the expertise that you have that you solve for other people? What is their CPOP? What is the customer point of pain? Because that makes it very recognizable. So for me, we work with busy, successful professionals who recognize the need for credibility through a concept of a book, but they don't have any time, right? And I do that in mm-hmm. five seconds if I, if, if I get the, the head nod and the, oh, yeah, tell me more. Well, what happens is we, we ghostwrite, we publish, we distribute, we make them an Amazon best-selling author in a four-month period, and they could spend as little as five hours. Now I got somebody's attention. Yes, you right? do. And so mm-hmm. if you're thinking about your expertise, if somebody says, who are you, what do you do? The way you should answer, and by the way, you can answer different ways for different people because if you've had a conversation. Can I stop you there? Not talking with somebody. Yeah, can I stop okay. you there? Yeah, of course. I'm yeah. going to stop you there because we're going to take a quick break. And listeners, you better stay tuned for this because we're going to be right back. And Mitchell Levy is going to give you the answer. Thank you. What do you do? And what do you say? Thank you, listeners. We'll be right back. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 888 346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
And welcome back to my interview today with Mitchell Levy, global creatability expert, and he is helping us today. The AHA guy is at it again. And let me tell you, before we went on break, he was saying how you should explain who are you, what do you do, using the CPOP method. Okay, Mitchell, take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I, I think what's fascinating is you've heard this expression before, Uh, Mm -hmm. It's the WIFM, W-I-F-M, what's in it for me? So when when you're talking with somebody, most people are curious when you answer their question, what is in it for them, right? So here's the interesting part. You're at a cocktail party, and you're talking with people, and, and what's fascinating is what if nobody in the room is a potential prospect for you? Well, you should smile. That means you're going to have a great time. That means you could sit back and listen. And by the way, the best way you can interact with somebody is is to listen versus talk. And the interesting part is if you can, if you don't know their CPOP, right? If you don't know who you're talking to, their CPOP, when they say, who are you? What do you do? You know, what you want to do is make that, make that communication so short, so sweet that that person who's listening to you, once they, once they know you, once they like you, hopefully they trust you, you make it so sweet. They go, oh, I have a friend who needs that. And, and then you don't say, hey, give me his name, I'll call him. You say, great. <laughs> At some point in time, if you want to introduce, I'm happy to talk to them or something along those lines. It's, think about the fact that we just need to add human nature or human development or human activity or human interaction, whatever you want to call it, with our conversations. And it's not about look at me and buy from me. And, and it's, that's, the, that's the concept mm-hmm. of, of thought leadership. Mm-hmm. I'm at the top of the mountain. The concept of being an expert is, hey, I'm good at what I do and I know what I do and I do it well and here's how I solve it. And and uh, I'd like to talk to you about it. If, if somebody wants to talk to me, I'll, I'll make myself available. And, and that type of approach is really powerful. Tell me this, though. Uh, how many people that you meet, uh, have you met, Mitchell, that actually give you back what is a CPOP or a version of it? <laughs> I'm curious. I'm actually curious. Question. <laughs> you know, I've been dying to do a show on that. And I would say, I'd say maybe 25% appear to get it right on the first pass. I mean, there are just people who are really good at what they do. And then if I have a, I I know this philosophy. If if you want to go and book time on my calendar, I will give you a half hour. I could give almost anyone in the world a half hour. There's only so much of me, but if if my calendar is open, I'll give somebody a half hour. And if they don't get it, I will, by the end of the half hour conversation, they'll, they'll know their CPOP. Because I think people have to have time. I think I've done this a lot with just asking people, who are you? And they'll give you the title and what they do. But it's like, what do you do to help? So, but basically, I don't want to get off on that. I want to focus on you. But it is so good to have that people learn how to really um, say who they are and be a problem solver as well. I mean, yours was so mm. quick. I'm a busy professional. I have a need for credibility. You, you know, busy, you work with busy professionals that have a need for credibility through a book. And I can give a book in a four-month period with only five shows, five hours. Well, that's really quick. And so people say, oh, really? I'm sure they are besieging you with, oh, my God, a book. Okay. Everybody, a lot of people want to buy books. But I, I have a question, though. When you, when you say... Uh, thought leadership, 
What is thought leadership and, and why should people care? The, probably the best way to think about this, and for those that, that are really curious, you, I've got a 17-minute uh, and 34-second no, video. <laughs> I did a TED Talk, and it's, you just Google Mitchell Levy TED Talk, and we focus on this particular topic, and that is uh, the short answer to the TED Talk, we do business with those that we know, like, and trust. So what is a thought leader? To me... A thought leader is somebody who is known, hopefully somebody who's liked, and certainly somebody who's trusted. And that component of trust is that they have, they've shared that they're credible, they have integrity, they have authenticity of who they are. And, mm-hmm. and so the interesting part, what is a thought leader? It's mm-hmm. the type of person who, when you, if you use the term thought leader and recognize experts synonymously, it's somebody when you ask a question, you know what the answer is. So we'll go back to the time when you were a baby, when you were, when you were a child growing up and you had a cold, who was your thought leader? It was mom or dad. Yeah. Right. Cause that's the person you, you went to right. and they were the, they were the person who knew the answer. Right. And, right. and so the question is every time you want to do something, uh, Hey, I need to do social media for my business today, or I need to, and then fill in the blank. Who do you go to? Well, the first thing we do is we actually go to a friend. We go to somebody who we know, who we, who we like and trust, and somebody who maybe has done it themselves or they know somebody who's done it, and they go, hey, who do you recommend for this? Because I'm interested. I need to know more. And then what happens is if we don't have a friend who knows somebody, we go to our friend Google, and we type in an issue, and we go, hey, how do I solve this problem? Mm-hmm. So that's the most interesting thing. How do I get known as a female entrepreneur, well, type that in, see what pops up. You know what we want to have ha- happen when it pops up? We want to have the name Dr. Barbara Young pop up, mm-hmm. right? Because what happens when your name pops up with a very specific question that's asked, a very specific problem somebody has, and, and more particular in what I do, if they also have a book whose title is the C-pop, so imagine you're an Amazon best-selling author of a book, which is a CPOP for the, for the audience that you solve. And people go to Google and they type in, hey, I have a problem with, or I'm a female entrepreneur, I want to be known. And that's the title of your book. Guess who <laughs> they think you are? You're the thought leader. You're the recognized expert in space because you have an Amazon best-selling book that solves a problem. And so that's the, the benefit of and need for us to have a thought leader or to have a recognized expert is when we go to communicate with somebody and think about if we're buying a product, 98% of people are spending time online first. They're learning, they're, they're understanding their development, and then they'll go and they'll talk to somebody. Where they talk online, they talk on video, they talk in uh-huh. person. And the person they talk to, they want that person to be a thought leader. They want that person to be a recognized expert. So even if it's, let's say you're buying a car and you go to a car store, if, if you went to a car store today and, and you came in with the list price and with the cost of the car and the, and the person selling you the car said, oh, I don't know where you got that information, you couldn't possibly trust them, right? Because they're not <laughs> right. being authentic because everyone in the world has all that information. So instead, last time I went to look at a car, they actually went to all the sites that got me the cost and said, here's the cost, here's what we pay, here's what we can do for you. I'm like, oh. I trust this person because they, it made, it, 
they made themselves feel a little bit more like they were on my side versus trying to sell me something. So that thought leader, that recognized expert, is the person who has and demonstrates vulnerability, integrity, authenticity as part of building trust. And the trust is a very important component of doing that. And, of course, we all have had access to information. And so it's how to use the, the knowledge of the Internet to successfully help solve problems. One, one of the things, Mitchell, and I, I'm throwing this out there because it, it occurred to me, I did something like uh, an inverted question why, uh, with people because a lot of people say, I don't know my purpose. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I would ask the question, what do people come to you for? What do people come to mm. you for? And if you start to look back, and I had people start to go, and they would have their aha moment because all of a sudden they would find out, they come to me for advice, people find it easy to talk to me. You know, they, they started saying, what do people come, uh, you know, what do people come to you for? And then in companies and organizations, uh, people will say, who is the thought leader here? Who is the person that has the information? Who do you go to? What do people go to her for? And we'll find out sometimes it's the corporate secretary of the organization that everybody goes because she or he has all the info. So, I mean, I'm just trying to get a, a handle on it because I think it's really interesting uh, when we start thinking about people explaining who they are and what they do. Because a lot of people don't really know how to explain it. So I'm wondering, no, what about that question? What do people so, come to you for? So I'm thinking about it over time. So let me answer, let me answer the question twice. A, uh, how, over time, why have people come to me? And then B, why do they come to me now? So over time, it's because although I feel, uh, I feel bad because I only speak the language of English, uh, what I do speak is I speak engineer, sales, marketing, finance, uh, quantitative analysis. So I speak in a way that many people People speak in, and interact in different ways. Some are oral, some are visual, some are kinesthetic. And what happens is I've been able to cross-segment uh, cross mm-hmm. the way people communicate with each other and effectively solve problems by saying, hey, you know, you guys are both saying the same thing. You're just saying it in different ways. So being able to be a bridge between two different groups that are speaking in a different way and interacting in a different way and solving the problem of getting to a, a great answer quickly – that's how people have come to me in the past. Why do they come to me now? Because they need credibility. They, the world has changed. Uh, a lot of times people come to me, they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s. They've had a successful business their entire life. Their business has not been using the Internet, but basically word-of-mouth marketing. And all of a sudden, all of the people that used to recommend them have either retired or died. And they're not getting business flow the way they used to. And they go, Mitchell, I, you know, business has been great for the last 10, 20, 30 years. And I'm not getting new leads. What do I do? Right? So we do a piece of it, right? We do the book piece, giving credibility. What I'm focused on now is creating a trade school where I'm getting partners to come in and help interact with those that we work with. So we not just deliver the credibility piece of a book. But we also help deliver them clients and deliver them leads and deliver them processes and deliver them approaches that they can use to basically be the magnet, 
the recognized expert to the, to the audience they're going after, and to be able to collect who they are and interact in a way that seems real for them and be able to close more business. And, and that's where, so sort of seeing the world of where it's going and figuring out how do I use this asset called a book and all these other services to help drive success, that's why people are coming to me, to me today. Now, when we talk about credibility books, uh, and I'm, I'm just finding out through some research and some of my interviews with, with millennials, which we have a growing number of millennials, they're not reading their audio. They're listening with their ear pods and they're listening. So the published books, do you think that they'll continue to be successful or we're going to be looking more at audio books? Uh, so yes and yes. Okay. So the uh, so my, my son, who's twenty one, mm-hmm. uh, he talks the way we used to talk. He he reads uh, he reads lots of books all the time, but he actually doesn't read. He listens, and and he'll say, I, "I listen to books on tape," but he's actually never listened to a book on tape. So you know, he's got a subscription to Audible, and like many other uh, people mm-hmm. of his age, he's listening mm-hmm. to content uh, online. The there's a huge difference between purely listening to an audiobook mm-hmm. and that audiobook having stemmed from being a physical book. And so we do, as part of our process, in terms of what we do, we also, as part of the delivering the book in four months, now it takes a little bit longer for the audiobook, but we also allow the author to generate an audiobook. And for those that are interested, by the way, you can go to AHA That Radio. Aha, that A H A T H A T radio.com, where we actually have a number of our authors, their books are streamed online uh, 24 hours a day. So we want to listen to Aha messages, they're at aha that radio.com. And, and I think the importance of being able to talk to people in multiple mediums is mm-hmm. really key. So some people I are going to so. listen, some people are going to read, some people want to see visual graphics, right? And and your job as the expert is to communicate in the way that your audience wants to be, wants to hear from you or see from you or listen to you, right? So, so really your job is to put your content out there in the way that your audience is, wants to consume it. And if it's audiobooks, then that needs to be part of your strategy. That's very good. Glad to hear that. And, it, um, and my listeners can go to ahathatradio.com and listen to some of these. But it actually, uh, I mean, I'm really gratified to hear this, that you've got, you know, a CPOP, and then you've got busy professionals who want, uh, who don't have the time, that they can write a book uh, and, and write a good book within four-month period and with only five hours of work. I mean, that is incredible. Mitchell, you have also stated that, and I wanted you to address this too, that one can effectively do social media in only five minutes a day. Would you explain that? Because I know I'm intrigued with that one myself. (laughs) I can do social media in five minutes a day? Oh, bring it on. How many minutes minutes do I have before the commercial break so I can make sure I time this one well? Four minutes till break. (laughs) (laughs) So I got about five minutes, you think? All right, perfect. So this is really interesting. If you think about the word or the phrase social media, it's two words. It's the word social, and I'm putting my double quotes in the air, and the word media. What happens is people hear the word social media, and they they get their microphone, they get their camera for the first time, and all they think about is the word, all they act on is the word media. 
hey, I could talk to the world. So I'm going to be like a little kid in a store and I'm going to say, hey, look at me. I'm really cool. My product's great. My service is great. Come talk to me. Come look at me. And you know what happens is they chase everyone away. So if you're thinking about that phrase, social media, 80% of your attention should be on the word social and 20% on media. So let's do a real world example. Let's say you're in a physical office mm-hmm. and somebody brings you a cup of coffee or you sent a print, a, uh, a print out to a printer. It wasn't in your office. It's at a central location and somebody brings you a printout. What if you're sitting at your desk and you don't look up, you don't say thank you. And then they do it again on the second day. And once again, you don't look up, you don't say thank you. And then they do it again on the third day. Well, are they going to, and once again, you don't say thank you. Are you going to do it on the, are you going to actually, uh, is that person going to bring the cup of coffee or the print out on day four? And don't say no, because it's a Saturday. Uh, the interesting part is we in the real world, we say please and thank you. And we recognize people for doing small things for us. So if you want to do social media in five minutes a day, here's what I recommend. You spend one minute when you wake up in the morning and share content you find relevant. So that's 20% of your five minutes a day. And then go away, come back a couple hours later, and spend four minutes touching the people who touch your content. So those people who, who read, who posted, who shared, you know, people love our stuff, share our stuff, uh, go back and either say thank you or they commented, give a response. So spend 80% of your time interacting with the people who touch your content, and guess what? They're going to do it again. So whether that's five minutes a day or 50 minutes a day or whatever time you spend, the ratio of 20% of sharing content and 80% of interacting with the content, with the people who touch your content, that's the proper way to be thinking about it. Does that make sense? It does. So we follow the 80-20 rule or the 20-80. Sharing and interacting. I like that. Okay. I lo- you did that in less than five minutes. I mean, so I, I know Alicia's <laughs> got the answer to that question. <laughs> you can effectively do social media, sharing your content. Now, you've got to have some content out there. And I know everybody has content nowadays. I mean, they're, they're finding stuff. And then touching people that you want to that touch your content. That's very simple. That's just oh, saying thank you to people who absolutely. It, oh, you're welcome. And, and I'll, I'll just leave you one last thing because we got 30 seconds. It's simply... Um, we have a platform called AHA That. So that's at ahathat.com. I have over 50,000 AHA messages. It's free to use, free to share. So if you're looking to spend that minute wisely, go to AHA That, find a couple of books you like, wake up in the morning and share two or three AHA messages on the, whatever platform your, your prospects are on. And that's how you share your content. And guess what you're doing? You're, you're sharing good, compelling content from a recognized expert, and you're also helping the recognized expert expand their audience. They're going to thank you, somebody else that you can meet and interact with over time. It's a win-win for everybody. So that's at ahathat.com. So we have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Am I missing? And Pinterest. Some people use Pinterest. Okay. I was just looking at one, two, three, four, five. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. Some people use those or pins. Great. Thank you so much for that, because I was intrigued. How can you do social social media five minutes a day? Now, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back, because I have another intriguing question for Mr. Mitchell Levy, and that is his five top thought leadership best practices for today's times. So, listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening. 
on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Show and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Redson. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 888 346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, thank you for tuning in today's show with my interview with Mitchell Levy. Boy, am I having a great time, and I'm learning as well. So I hope that many of you are out there. If you're not driving, taking notes because there's good stuff here. So, Mitchell, I've got this question that I said before we went on break. Will you share what the five, ta- five thought leadership best practices are for today's time? And I'm times, so and I'm going to be taking notes too. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, even if you are driving, there's an app that you can use to say, hey, take notes and give your notes verbally. <laughs> so <laughs> there are ways to take notes. But don't physically be driving and taking notes with your hands. I got it. So, so these practices come, I have been involved with LinkedIn from, so one of the first 25,000 users of LinkedIn. We, as a publisher, we published LinkedIn's first ever book. I have a group on LinkedIn called the Thought Leadership Best Practices. So the five best, uh, best practices of thought leadership come from looking at and curating thousands of messages from that group. And so let's talk about the five. The first one is to present well. So I, I mentioned this earlier in our conversation. What happens when somebody Googles your name? Mm-hmm. And the most important element is if they Google your name and nothing happens, you got to fix that. Or you could slightly change your name. Um, you've got to be able to come up and you have to present well. What happens if you've created a uh, site on a social media platform, but you don't use it? Well, if that's the platform that your prospect is looking at, it's better not to have anything in that than having something that's bad and not used. So, so number one, best leadership, uh, thought leadership best practice, make sure you present well. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, consistently share content. 
So that goes back to the thought leadership and uh, or social media environment today. Mm-hmm. Uh, be able to share whether it's photos because you live in a world where people are looking at you um, graphically, or mm-hmm. whether it's content, whether it's aha messages, just on a consistent level. And I mentioned one of the one of the cheats, one of the hacks there is go to ahathat.com and and share that content. But consistently share yours. And here's what's important in today's world and other people's content. A lot of people think oh, yeah. that I need to write and be the originator of all this content myself. Guess what? You don't have to be. People will follow you if not only are you sharing your stuff, but you're sharing other people's stuff because they recognize what you like might be, if they like you, might be something they like as well. Mm-hmm. All right. The third best practice is to author a book. There is nothing more credible for an author uh, or for a business person than have a book. And particularly if we go back to the CPOP, if you have a book that addresses the CPOP that you address for your clients, all of a sudden you're the recognized expert that could solve the problem that your clients have. And for those that want to learn more, you can go to ahavat.com slash author. We have videos there and customer testimonials, and you can either write it yourself or click on a button and have us write for you. So it's ahavat.com slash author. And we talk about the ease of which you can have a book that is essentially the CPOP that you solve for your clients. And it's just a beautiful way. So number one, present well. Two is consistently share your and other people's content. Three is to author a book. Number four, Dr. Barbara Young, is what you're doing right now, creating your own thought leadership channel. So whether or not it's going to Voice America and having a radio program and a TV program or whether or not it's a blog post or it's having a channel which is yours that you consistently share other people's content and interviews from other people. I mean, here's the coolest part about having a channel like what you do. We have a, have a channel called Thought Leader Life. That's at thoughtleaderlife.com. So we have a channel that we do as well. I, I get to interview really cool people. I, I wasn't going to call me cool, so I didn't want to say you get to interview <laughs> cool people. But you get to interview really amazing people, right? And you get to make friends along the way. And you provide at the same time, you're learning, you're growing, and providing content for your audience, you know, it's a win-win. And then if you figure out how to repurpose that content in multiple platforms than just the radio show or the TV show, that's one of the things we do with Thought Leader Life is we take that interview and we turn it into four or five different formats and share it on 10 different platforms, right? And so it's just a beautiful way to actually um, both meet people, share their story, and to grow your audience. Great. And number five is, is one that people don't talk a lot about. It's really fascinating. It's to create a best of list, right? And this is one of the things I was actually thinking about for you, creating a best of list in a particular vertical. So let's say it's uh, buying a house. Oh, who are the best realtors in the Northeast? Or who are the best realtors in uh, Northern California? Or let's say it's um, dating after 70. Who are the best, uh, who are the, what are the best resources out there for dating after 70? Who are the best matchmakers that are out there for dating after 70? Or if you're in a business, who are the best book publishing companies that are out there? It's, it's whatever business, whatever industry you're in, creating a best of list and including in that list the influencers who influence the marketplace. 
Because here's, think about what's fascinating about this. Let's say we create a best of 25 of the best marketing influencers in the space that we play or 25 of the best female entrepreneurs who are in the ages, in between the ages of 45 and, and 48. I'm just making that up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting about something like that is you get to, once again, you get to meet people, you get to interact with them. You create a nice little graphic for them that they can post on their website. So you give them incremental credibility and they're going to want to tell their audience. So they're going to spread the word about your award to their audience, people are going to click on that and then learn more about you. It's a win-win for everybody. So those are the five best practices. Uh, present well, consistently share content, write a book, create your own thought leadership channel, and compile a best-of list, which, by the way, if you do it right, you're going to do once a year uh, in your field of expertise. Wow, that is good information. So <clears throat> of the five, and I, you know what? I had no idea which way you were going to go. <clears throat> on thought leadership best practices because a lot of people will start on being the best leader that you are, you know. And I was like, okay, this is great. Oh no, I, I wanted to be practical, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think anybody. I think one of the things that you hear if you re-listen to this conversation, the the reason people call me the aha guy is all I'm doing is talking about what we all hear, what we all see, what we all interact with, what we all feel. And I'm just sharing it in a way that you're like, oh, that's really obvious. Like the Pareto rule, the 80-20 rule applies to how we interact with social media. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, thought leadership. Well, I have a great thought leadership channel and I got all this stuff out there. When people Google my name, they they see a shitty website. Well, that's not good, right? So it's just practical. It's the type of things that we should be doing to be successful. Right. Well, you know, I really want to thank you because this has been, uh, I think, a very inspirational hour. Um, and we've taken time to have you share the best of who you are. And that's what I love about it. I have just one last question. We're going to take it really quickly because one of the things uh, the last 20 years, Michael, Michael Mitchell, you have shared on stage and off stage. You've done a lot of things for companies. And you're happily married to your wife. And I put 29 years. Is it 29 or is it 30? Uh, we turned 30. Uh, I was just in Provence for a month. And uh, while we were there, we hit our 30th uh, wedding anniversary. I really want to appreciate that. And I shared that with my Facebook Live earlier today, that you've been able to find the balance in your life. What is your secret? Because you have wife, you have family, you have friends, and every year you spend time in Europe with your family. So just give me one little point that what is your secret for finding that balance? You know, if you work for yourself, there's no reason why you can't take time. Mm -hmm. And if you actually say to your team and your customers, hey, once a month I go to Europe, they're going to say, okay. (laughs) And you you just work around that. Uh, The secret to a happy marriage is... Simply having a together life that you enjoy each other and then encouraging your partner to be the best individual they can as well. So having a together life and having an individual life. And I think, I think people kind of forget because what happens over time is, you know, 30 years is a long time. People grow and change and you want to make sure you can support your partner. And, and the same truth in business. You want to make sure you can support your business. So if your team is not self-empowered, it's going to be hard to take a vacation. 
but if you want to go away for a month, you're going to be building a team that can take over when you're out there. I and that's, that's kind of, that, that, that's what I focus on. And my last question is, what do you see as your greatest accomplishment? Oh, hmm. It's such an I know there are many, but question. narrow it down to one. <laughs> uh, 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 happily married for 30 years, a 21-year-old son who is just absolutely genius. Uh, uh, just family, you know, family, friends, living, a, living for today, not for tomorrow. I, I think that would be my biggest accomplishment. I think that's wonderful. You know, I, I'm sure the... My listeners, you've benefited from hearing Mitchell Levy today share information to help you become that thought leader. And if you want more of Mitchell, you can connect with him by going to Mitchell.Levy, and that's L-E-V-Y at gmail.com. He's given you other sites that you can go uh, and watch customer testimonial videos, and you can connect with him. But I've given you his direct uh, Gmail account, mitchell.levy at gmail.com. Mitchell, I hey, love can I can I get 30 seconds? I, I'll just say, if you yes. want to book time on my calendar, go to mitchellevy360.com. So it's my name, M-I-T-C-H-E-O-L-L-E-V-Y-360.com. And, and you can actually see the customer testimonials or book time on my calendar, and I'm happy to interact with you. And I look forward to, uh, whether it's social media or a direct conversation, I'm happy to talk with you. Mitchell, I was going to give him that, but you, that's all right. We had enough time. But oh, I really, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Mitchell, that's MitchellLevy360.com and Mitchell.Levy at gmail.com. Again, I know that you've been helped today. All of the key leaders, key staff, and proactive employees, you can internalize becoming those thought leaders in consonance with today's fast-changing times. So, Mitchell, again, I want to thank you and more success on your journey as the AHA guy moving more people to attain thought leader status. So, listeners, I'm going to leave you with this quote today. Reach out and help others. If you have the power to make someone happy, do it. Be a vessel. Be the change. Be the difference or the inspiration. Shine your light as an example. The world needs more of that. Thank you, and I'll see you next Tuesday where we have another interesting and fascinating guest for you. Until then, this is Dr. Barbara Young signing off until next week, and have a very blessed week. Bye-bye. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.